Yo, what's good? What's good? I am your host, Andrew Cruz, and welcome to another edition of the Cruising Podcast. My bad, kick the shit out of that. So, uh, where you can find the Cruising Podcast is on YouTube, also on Twitch. No, well, you can find me on Twitch, but uh, yeah, you can find me on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and any really anywhere what your podcast needs. And it's uh, at Cruising Podcast for both of the, all all that, except for uh, what I'm about to come up with here, Instagram. At Cruising Podcast, also at um, Nice Town Finest for your Twitter needs. And so uh, today, today is supposed to be movies and TV. And so I just want to talk about really my focal point today is about one TV show. And if you haven't been on my Instagram yet, which is a travesty because it's amazing content, but it, on my Instagram, you wouldn't know which show I'm about to talk about. But first, I want to say one thing. I'm wearing my work shirt. Goodness gracious. And it can be seen. Okay, let me sink down a little bit. What can Brown do for you? Okay, here's my problem with life in general. I I do have this one issue. I have pet peeves. I have a lot of pet peeves because I'm an annoyed motherfucker all the time. And also, I think it's my astrological sign, which is cancers. And cancers are very loving people, but we are introverts. And when we have to do introvert-type shit... And you fuck up somewhere, you're going to feel it from us. Our feelings we wear on our shoulders, and it's just the way I roll. It's the way I roll. Listen, if I have something I need to get done, not done, I'm sorry. If I need to, if let's say work, I don't know, maybe your job. And you walk in every day, and everyone else has a job. They got their one place they go to every time, and that's the end of that. But when I walk in, when I walk in, it's something different every fucking time. And as myself, as a, you know, I'm supposed to go with the flow of things. And that's that's normally how I am. But when the flow of things continues to get disrupted every time I walk into a certain place, it gets me a little fucking pissed off. It gets me to a point where I can't, I I don't want to talk to people. Don't talk to me. I don't want to have a conversation. I don't want to have a full-on conversation. I can't have it. It's just not me. Then my introvert shit comes out. Leave me the fuck alone. That's all I give a fuck about. Don't try to have a conversation with me. I'm not the type. I don't want to have that conversation. If it comes out, if I come and say only two words to you, that's the end of that. Leave me the fuck alone after that. I don't want to talk to you. Clearly, I'm not going to tell you how my weekend was. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what what I'm going to do for the weekend, even though I'm fucking quarantined. So what the hell do you think I'm going to do? I'll sit at home and play video games, like I always do. I mean, this is this is just what I do every weekend, or I go to Seven Eleven a lot. It, that, that, look, Seven Eleven, they just opened them back up here in Houston. Jeez, I got I. Hey, look, listen, I caught the bug a little bit. Also, also, uh, I'm gonna take a picture of this thing l- later. But I, I, I don't know why. I think that this is like the start of alcoholism or whatever. I don't know. But I woke up, but like one night, what was it, Friday? No, Saturday. It had to be Saturday morning. Well, no, well, yeah, Saturday morning. I was about to go to sleep, and all I could think about was this whiskey that I heard about. It's, it's a peanut butter whiskey called Screwball. Look, listen, I know a lot of people don't, don't think peanut butter and whiskeys go together. Let me tell you something. I took a shot of this shit. It's the most smoothest whiskey I've ever had, but the problem is, is that 
I was thinking about this whiskey before I went to sleep. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, I need to get this whiskey. I got to get it today. I need it. I need it in my life. I need it. Give it to me now. Now. So I went and I got the whiskey. And I was like, all right, what will go good with this? I wasn't thinking at the time. Also, I, I, I'll say it later. But what I got with it was uh, cream root beer. Cream soda that's root beer. And those two mixed together actually very well. <laughs> uh, my problem is I put a little bit too much whiskey. And the whiskey to soda ratio was not good. But uh, hey, other than that, the whiskey with that was fantastic. But then I was like, you know what would go good with this? Grape soda. Now, I know a lot of you probably like, wow, that was way too stereotypical for yourself. And hey, listen, that's fine. I love grape soda. I like grapes and I like watermelons and I like fried chicken. Listen, if you think that's a stereotype, it's just things that I love. Now, I have other family members in my family that doesn't like fried chicken. They don't like chicken. They don't like meat on the bone. So fuck off with the damn stereotypes. You know where my stereotypes end? It doesn't, because I can't, you know, I, I'm black, and it's weird, but, you know, I can't swim. I can't. I, I don't know. Everybody else in my family can. I can't. It's just the way I roll. I could ride a bike. I used to couldn't ride a bike. I could. I can now. I run fairly fast when I was 18, um, <laughs> but yes, I was. I didn't think about grape soda at the beginning of this because it would taste like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <sighs> It would have took me back to my days, but me just having the, the peanut butter whiskey would have took me back to my days too. Cause I used to only have peanut butter sandwiches. Don't judge me. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way we lived. It's the way I lived. I was a weird kid. I was, I'm still a weird kid. I'm still a weird guy. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I was a weird kid. All right. It's, I have a lot of stories about myself. That's weird. And that, that will be down the line for the book of cruise. But yeah, man, this peanut butter whiskey though, screwball. Whoo. That, that shit was smooth, man. I mean, my sister took a shot of that shit, and she was like, wow, that's like one of the most smoothest whiskeys. I, I, you know, I was like, I can't believe I went and bought this shit. I was, I, I, needed, I, I needed it. I didn't need it, but I wanted it. And I was like, you know what? Get him some peanut butter whiskey and wouldn't drink the shit out of this. And now we're down to like a little bit <laughs> of the whiskey. And I was like, wow, I'm about to run out of soda. I'm running out of soda with this whiskey, and I don't like drinking shit straight like that. But uh, the only thing I really would drink straight is Loopy, Three Olives Loopy. And uh, yeah, that that that's and that. If you don't know what Loopy is, Loopy tastes exactly, almost exactly like um, not Fruity Pebbles. Uh, what's the one? Fruit Loops. Tastes like Fruit Loops. Whew. I'm telling y'all, man, that shit was good as a bitch. I'm all right. There's uh, you're welcome in advance if you haven't found it yet. But yeah, man, it was just, you know, I, I, I really went on a different tangent. <laughs> but no, I, I, like I said before, I don't like change. I guess that's my problem. I don't like change and shit. The problem is my whole life is full of change. That's the crazy part about my life is that it is full of change, which we I don't think we've stayed in the same house. I don't think as a family we've stayed in one place more than like five years. And that's some real shit. Like, literally, at, we were... We, 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 you can kind of compare us to gypsies. But we're not. You know, I mean, it's just what we do. We move. It, we get tired of one place, and then we gotta go to another place. And then we go to another place, another place. Ten years later, I mean, like, literally, Texas is the longest time I've spent inside of a state. 
in my whole entire life. Um, and so that's just the way shit rolls, man. I don't even know why I'm talking. Well, yeah, because I don't like change. So changes, you know, I haven't had, you know, I don't have only friends I really got are ones that were from high school that I barely talked to. And, you know, I'm, that's just how I am. I'm just an introvert, man. I don't like people. I just don't like people. I guess that's what it is. But it's cool. But I like you guys. The guys that, you know, you guys that listen uh, and also like and subscribe. But, um, but not, but I hope that, you know, this kind of gives you kind of a little bit of a insight in the, the mind of Andrew Cruz because the Book of Cruz is coming out on Monday. Next Monday is the start of the Book of Cruz. I'm, it's my storytelling video series. That's going to be put on YouTube, on Facebook, at your mom's house, your, your granny's house, everybody's house. You know what I'm saying? People are going to love. I'm hopefully you guys enjoy the book of Cruz. Like that's just this, my. I, I want to get better at storytelling. I wanted to get better at storytelling, so this is where I'm. I don't even write down these shits. This shit just come to my fucking mind. Actually, life just happens, and it just creates its own fucking story for me. So it's just the way it rolls. All right, look, yeah, right, don't don't judge me. Uh, unless you are judging me, which is fine. That's cool. It's cool. You can do that. But um, today I want to talk about movies and TV. So uh, actually, literally, I want to talk about two TV shows, but one really that has caught my attention so much, so much, and that is Netflix's original Kim's Convenience. Okay, I started watching Kim's Convenience. About a couple weeks ago. Now, it's been a couple weeks since I watched it. I just haven't really came around to talk about it yet. Fully talk about it. Like, I came around, I started watching the show because I was listening to a podcast that was talking about, man, I, you know, I've been, other than Kim's Convenience, you know, I haven't been doing, oh, so what the fuck is Kim's Convenience? And apparently the guy, the older brother from the show, is going to be the first Asian superhero that's going to be put on movies. He's going to be uh, Shang-Chi. Um, in it's so I was like, all right, man, that kind of piqued my interest. I'm a nerd and I like I like to know my actors before I walk in and see them. Just like Black Panther. I was like, I already knew who Chadwick Boseman was before Black Panther. You know, he always he was the he was the black guy that did the biopics. Like, seriously, that's who he was. He was the guy that did the biopics. In my opinion, he did Jackie Robinson. He was um, Third Girl Marshall. I think he was um, James Brown, too. You know, that that was that. That's who he was to me. I didn't know he was on different shows and shit. He was on uh, Fringe. He was on an episode of Fringe. Crazy. But I went and started watching this show. Kim's Convenience. I was like, all right, man. We're going to get through the first episode. Let's see how it is. It's 30 minutes. All right, cool. Not 30 minutes. It's about maybe well, about 20, 25 minutes. Not, not too long of a show. Easy watch, right? I sat and started watching the first episode. Four hours later, I'm done with the first season. No, no, a couple hours, you know, I don't know how many hours, I can't really tell you how many hours, well, come on, Andrew, let's do math, about maybe two, yeah, about two hours, three hours later, I'm done with the first season, I'm like, what the fuck just happened, we're like, where did my day go, no, that doesn't sound right, hold on, I can't do math right now, math is not gonna happen for me, whatever, how many hours later that it takes to watch the first season, I came home one day from work, and I was like, you know, I need to watch something, that's going to like just take my take my mind off of things. What is this? I feel like somebody just texted me. No, it didn't. Okay, take my mind off of things. So I was like, all right, man, I'm just going to watch this. And the first episode was fantastic. It was about the gay pride parade, and uh, Appa was giving a gay discount. You know, to you know to help with the gay pride parade, and 
for that to be your first episode with being surrounded with the show being about a Korean family owning a convenience store in Toronto. It, it, it was that was a great starter to this show that I think is really slept on. You know, that's a that's a huge subject, not just in Canada, but also if you're going to premiere that in America at the time it premiered. Got to think about this about four years ago and really, you know, gay rights have just really like, you know, legal right to marry is is recent. It's very recent and it's a very touchy subject for some people. And, you know, that that around that time, that was a great opener. That was a great opener to the show. And then they just went on, went on and just flew from there. Like funny ass episodes. And not only is it funny, like the parents alone, Appa and Oma had me fucking crying laughing just because they're so fucking petty. They are petty. They are a petty couple. Like anything, they they got to one up each other in like the fucked up ratio. You know what I'm saying? And they got to be petty about it. And to me, that's what made the show very funny was those two. And then you also got, you know, Janet, the si- the, the sister, the daughter that, you know, er- the 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 one the art the artsy child the one that wants to be the artsy child that she's the the uh the, pho- the photographer and stuff and then you got Jung who is the problem child they only got two kids and you know you got the two things that like kind of <laughs> like you might need the third kid to be the overachiever but um Jung is the troublemaker Jung is also the dumb one but and that's who Simo Simo Lu is who's going to be playing Shang Chi. And also you got his best friend who's Kimchi, <laughs> who goes by Kimchi. We don't even know his real name. They never say his real name in the show. I don't even think they barely say, I don't think we know Appa's and Oma's real name. The only people names that we know that are real, it, that are like the part of the family type deal is Janet and Jung. That's the only ones that we know whose names, we only know their names. And, and, you know, Mr. Kim. They call him Mr. and Mrs. Kim. But we don't know their first names. Just put it out there. We don't know their first names. If, if somebody does, let me know. Because I don't know. All I know is it's Appa and Oma. And I'm not calling another man daddy. It's not the way I roll. I call myself daddy. But I'm not calling another man daddy. Because that's why I know what Appa means. I, that's, I, just, I found out a lot about Korean culture also from this show. It was, like, it's crazy how, I know I'll go back to this, but, like, a lot of comedies, a lot of comedies, especially if they're culturally, you know, sound like a Korean show or a black show or some type white shows like, you know, Jewish shows or something like that. Some, you know, cultural stuff. Completely forgot what the fuck I was saying. Oh, so I learned more about the culture through comedy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this show taught us a lot. It taught me some things about Korean culture that I would have never known about unless I was in Korea or I talked to somebody that's actually Korean. And the one thing that I learned, the one crazy thing that I learned is that they don't write their name in red. Why? Because they literally have, there's literally a a rhyme to it. If you, if your name is in red, you're dead. That's where that's they put dead people's names in red writing. And so... That was one of that. That was one of like the one of the cold opens to the show, where like they wanted to uh, have they want they were trying to get a signature from Appa, and he was like, "Oh, this is a red pen," and then they, then they say, "You know, if it's red, you're dead." 
And then so he was they kept trying to switch the pins out and they switched the pins out and gave it to whoever was trying to get a petition from him. Like Kim's convenience has definitely taught me a lot about the culture. And I love learning about different cultures as a history, as a history major, not just not as a history major, also a person that loves to talk to other other cultures. Like I do like to learn about other cultures. I like to learn about their myths. I like to learn about their religions. I like to learn about everything. And it's amazing that a comp that most comedies are doing this now are staring towards, you know, we're going to, this is going to be an educational thing too. And Kim's convenience did a fantastic job in giving us that with the mixture of great comedy. Also, 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 everybody that works at Handy's auto, you know, kimchi, Shannon, Fucking, uh, was it Troy? Ah, fuck, Terrence. Terrence, I never knew a white guy named Terrence, but that's, hey, that's, actually, yes, I do. Never mind, I do know a white guy named Terrence. Actually, he's a very rich white guy. <laughs> he was on, um, he was on Entourage. Um, also, uh, and Jung, the four main people. No, Terrence is not really a main person. Um, really those three. Shannon, Kimchi, and Jung. Let me just say this. They are the worst people at dating it was literally the worst i i just don't understand i was just sitting here like when is shannon and fucking and john gonna get together i'm just waiting for this like already it took us this long like john just didn't know signals like and then uh shannon always talks when shannon always talks to people she's always talking in puns and then she also has this little shake to her like I maybe I I know I'm not, I cannot be the only one that noticed when Shannon does the shit. It it um and how dumb Jung is by not seeing that yo we should have been together from jump. They should have been together from jump. It, and it was weird. What was weird was that that kind of switched that changed between Jung and Shannon. Kind of like jumped from the first episode to really the second episode. Like the first no um. Would you say the third episode, it kind of changed a little bit when Jong started coming around a little bit? But, sorry, I know I'm probably spoiling some of the show. But, hey, d- d- fuck. It's a comedy. Let's be real. You turn it on sometimes, just not really think about shit and watch it. And it's hilarious. To me, it's one of the better shows that I've watched on Netflix in a very, very long time. And I, I'm definitely, I cannot wait. Um, I just, I posted this on Instagram. And I got a a um a response from Kimchi. Um, I, I'm not gonna say his. I don't want to say. His, I'm not gonna fuck up his last name. But his first name is Andrew. It's very easy because that's my name. So his name, his first name is Andrew. <laughs> All right. I got a response because I was scared that this show might have gotten canceled because the way this show, to me, the way the seasons kind of end, um like every season kind of ends with like the knowing fact that this is being binged to me. Like, um, like the first three seasons that I watched, I knew that the, it it seemed like that the season finale wasn't really a season finale. It just seemed like there was a continuation that's going to happen. Like, all right, go to the next episode. And when I finished season four, which is crazy is that I started watching the show and season four was coming out like literally the next week. So I was like, all right, I got to watch this. And so I watched season four and I was like, all right, so now, now I can't watch my Kims. I can't get my Kims fix. What the fuck, man? I can't get my Kims fix. This is ridiculous. And so 
And now I'm, I've been sitting around thinking. I was like, man, I miss my Kims, man. I just miss, I miss them. I miss seeing them. I, I don't want to go back to the first episode and be like, man, we got to go back through this. But I might have to because I miss my Kims. I do. They, they're my peoples now. They are my peoples. I didn't know, Oppo, uh, you know, I was just like, ah, just, uh. so I was like, all right, so I'm waiting now, and, uh, and Andrew, that's what I'm going to say, I'm like, I don't want to fuck up his last name, because if I fuck you up your last name, I don't want people hating me, and so, his name's Andrew, <laughs> all right, but he hit me up, because I was afraid that, you know, they would cancel the show, because when, normally when I get into TV shows, especially on fucking Netflix, they decide to cancel the shits. And so he was like, nah, 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 hold on. We've been greenlit it for two more seasons. So I was like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't want to show that excitement. And, you know, I was like, oh, man, that's cool because normally this is bad. I'm normally on bad luck for TV shows. Hopefully, you know, you guys continue on. But then again, I did go uh, read an article where it's not going to automatically show on Netflix. They're going to show it first on CBC, which is, I guess, the Canadian Broadcasting Channel. I think I, I feel like that's literally the most obvious way to call this, call it CBC, but it might be something different, but, um, or maybe broadcast company, company or channel, one of the fucking two, I don't know, I don't live in Canada, but, um, they're going to show it on their, their, you know, station first, and then they're going to bring it to Netflix, so I'm like, fuck, man, how long you going to wait, make me wait for the Kims, I can't wait for Kims, I gotta wait a whole year? What the fuck? So that's just where we're at with Kim's Convenience um, right now. I, I'm very much, I love the show. I complete, I will continue to love this show. Um, and I will continue to shout it from fucking rooftops if I got to, that people need to go watch this damn show. Binge it. It's worth binging. Like literally, like I said, it doesn't feel like the, the show is meant to end. It doesn't really have a definitive like season finale to me. And so that's why, like, I didn't even notice, like, when I finished season one, I started season two, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm on season two? What the fuck is this? So, yeah, man, I, I definitely advise anybody that loves comedy, that loves kind of, like, sitcom-y, but no um, laugh track type shit. So go watch the show. Go check it out. You know, and, and try it out, man. And actually, you're going to learn a thing or two also about Korean culture. So you're welcome. All right, and lastly... Uh, the other show I watched over this weekend was called Brew Bros. Brew Brothers. Brew Brothers? Yeah, Brew Brothers. It's about um, a show that is about a a um, brewery. Um, two brothers are trying to run a brewery in Van Nuys, uh, California. Apparently, Van Nuys is not a place that you should be running a brewery. <laughs> but um, actually, this show is it's kind of funny. I don't know. I didn't laugh too much. Then again, I was tired of shit when I was watching it sometimes. And but the Kims brought out me laughing. So, but the Brew Bros. I mean, it's eight episodes. It's a very quick watch, and um, I think that you know, Netflix could have did a little bit more with this show. It's a weird show. It really is. It's it's very weird, and um, it, it's just I don't know the things that I guess are supposed to be funny. It. it it's it just doesn't hit like it should. Like the only time that it really was truly funny to me is when the monks came. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's just monks. The monks come in to play. That's when the show actually gets a little bit more, little little bit funnier to me. 
But uh, overall, this show could have been a lot better. It could have been a lot funnier. It's just, I, I guess the people they put around, I don't know, just like the talent just doesn't seem funny to me. And I, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, I, which is weird is that I finished it, but I, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't know yet. And, um, right now I started last kingdom, which so far is about to take the place of Vikings as like the most badass Viking show on TV, which is, um, actually on Netflix. So if you check it out, I'm only on episode two, but I cannot wait. It's only eight episodes for the first two seasons. Then it jumps to 10 episodes for the next two seasons. So, I got a lot of watching to do this week. <laughs> also, uh, I need to finish Hollywood. I'm about maybe two episodes left on Hollywood. I won't talk about that until probably tomorrow, because I'm probably going to watch those two episodes tonight. And so, um, yeah. But so far, they did. If you don't know who did this show, is the the genius that is behind American Horror Story. Okay, just going to put it out there. The genius that is behind American Horror Story is behind Hollywood, and it has the American Horror Story feeling to it now. Now, when I seen who did this, I was like, oh, I knew this show felt familiar, but I just couldn't put my finger on what it was. And I, and then they showed who who was behind this, and I'm like, yeah, okay. I knew this felt familiar. Like, the atmosphere felt so familiar. And also, Dylan McDermott, was on American Horror Story, was literally on the first season of American Horror Story. So, it makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm, I'm trying to say, say that this show has done a great job in bringing that atmosphere from, like, the first couple seasons of American Horror Story. That's, it, and it, this, it, they did a great job so far. Let me, uh, let me watch the end. A lot of sex going on, though. A lot of sex. A lot of sex was going on in 1940s Hollywood. Let's just be real. There's a lot of a lot of scandalous things going on. So just in case, do not watch the show with your kids because he was allowed to do whatever he wanted with this show. <laughs> okay? Just letting you know. Just letting you know. Save some eyes. Save some eyes. Um lastly, I want to talk about a movie. Um I don't think I talked about this last week, but I was supposed to talk about it. But uh, I saw this show, this movie called Code 8. With the male cousins. I thought they were brothers for the longest time. Apparently they're fucking cousins. Stephen, Stephen Emil and Rob, Robbie Emil were uh, the focal points of this sh of this movie. I'm about to say show, but it's about this movie. About uh, people with superpowers are not allowed to use their superpowers. I mean, yeah, sure, I guess. I mean, I feel like if you have superpowers... Here, here, listen, listen. I feel like if you have superpowers, you should... Who the fuck are you going to listen to? Like, fuck you. I can move you with my mind. I can crush you into a fucking atom just with my mind. When my mind tells me, kill that fucker, my mind, you like, that's just what it was. You know, what? if I felt like I wanted to have that milk for free, I'm going to get it with my mind control shit. And I'm going to have the milk for free. I want some free cable. And I got electricity powers in my fingers, in my magic fingers. I'm going to have those shits for free. No fucking government will be able to tell me what the fuck I'm going to do with my powers. Sorry. I just don't understand that part. Um, so apparently they're in this, this, um, this world where people with powers are not allowed. They are prohibited of using them. 
even for like simple fucking jobs. Like they showed them like the guy was elect had electricity powers and he was trying to be an electrician. <laughs> he was trying to give electricity to this house. So you don't have need a power line. You just, he's the source. He was the source of the electricity or somebody that has like fire powers and they try to like, you know, weld shit together with their fire powers. It's just what they do. Other guys got mind powers, you know, like I said, telekinesis, you know, and other people can read minds and, you know, all the rest of that cool shit that has superpowers compared to uh, have superpowers in them. Well, this show, this movie is about, you know, clearly is going to be about people breaking that fucking rule and robbing banks and shit. Well, it's not a bad movie. The premise is good. The storyline is eh. The, the acting was, eh, you know, it was just, it could have been better. Um, it was, like I said, the, the storyline was kind of, it was all right. You know, it, all right, cool. You, you know, people without superpowers are trying to suppress those with, I mean, people without are trying to suppress those with, and they have like these little robots that are coming out that they drop from the fucking sky to go and kill whoever is using their powers illegally. So, of course, they're going to use their superpowers for bad and rob banks and shit. And, you know, Stephen Mill's character, I don't think he's ever, it's going to, it's going to be really sad. It's sad to say this, but most people that play a certain character on TV for more than like five to six or seven years are going to be typecast or going to be seen as that character for almost the rest of their fucking career. And Stephen Emil, if you don't know, is Oliver Queen from Arrow. And to me, he played Oliver Queen with superpowers. If you don't know who Green Arrow, Green Arrow doesn't have superpowers. Green Arrow really is just a really accurate fucking archer. That that's literally what he is. He's well, he is the original Hawkeye. Just letting everybody know. I think I'm pretty sure Green Arrow came before fucking Hawkeye. Just like everything else, DC came before fucking Marvel most of the time. But that we won't talk about that. But it, it just feels like he's going to be typecast. I think Robbie Emil got lucky. He got lucky because he was only part of that show. He was only part of that for maybe half a season, maybe a couple episodes. And he got lucky that he didn't get typecast because he could have been. And he wasn't. And so Robbie Emil, you can't see him as that as his that superhero that he was. But you can see Stephen Emil playing literally the same character that Oliver Queen first started, actually. When he was first Oliver Queen and he was killing motherfuckers. That's when you looked at that's the way I'm looking at Stephen Emil in this movie. And then when I seen him as Casey Jones on the uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, the Out of the Shadows, I was like He's not Casey Jones. He's not Casey Jones. Casey Jones was a lot. Casey Jones, the difference between Casey Jones and the way that that we've seen him before and the way we see, see the way I seen him on Out of the Shadows, Casey Jones had way more quips. He was funnier. And it just seemed like he didn't have any of that. It just felt really, it felt like a really stale performance. So Code 8 just was like, Green Arrow with powers, with telekinesis. 
So I, I just I felt like I don't know, man. I, I feel bad because he's he's actually a really good actor. It's just it sucks that he's probably going to be typecast for the rest of his career as Oliver fucking Queen. So I um I'm, I'm hoping that they find a little bit. I'm hoping that he can find a little bit of a home somewhere. I mean, like this this movie was actually top ten on Netflix list, which is kind of a bullshit list. But that actually no no lie, I do kind of base some of my shit that I watch off of the top 10 list. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people have gone down this fucking trap. Because <laughs> I started watching Outer Banks too. And I was like, this show fucking sucks. All the balls. This show sucks ass. I don't like any part of this show. I don't I don't even know what the fuck it's about. What are we doing here? What are we doing? You, these kids on the Outer Banks, which is North Carolina, by the way. If you don't know where the Outer Banks is, it's on North Carolina. And it makes a lot of fucking sense that random kids are living in households by themselves. It makes everything makes sense now. And I'm not saying not trying to talk shit about North Carolina, but it's North Carolina. It's the let's be real, it's the South of North Carolina. And Outer Banks is one of those places where it it's kinda alright, cool. It makes sense. A lot of shit makes sense about this show. But I tried to watch it and I was like I hope it's not like a lock and key situation where I thought it was boring as fuck. And then I got through the first episode and I was like, okay, okay, this is a good show. This is a great show. And then we got October Faction. To me, I thought October Faction was a fantastic show after you got through like the first four episodes. when you After the first four episodes, I was like, all right, all right, this show is actually pretty fucking good. All right, Netflix, good shit. Good job. Do better with, you know, the beginning of the fucking show, but you know. We're good now. Okay, I can work with this. So, um, yeah. So with that, I'm gonna call it an, a show, um, an episode of the Cruising Podcast. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed my long ass discussion of my long ass discussion with myself and with you guys about <laughs> Kim's Convenience and my love for Kim's Convenience. I love this show. I'm not gonna look. Listen, I'm trying to get everybody to watch the show. I've, I've been, I posted on Facebook. I posted on, I don't know if I posted on Twitter yet, but I probably will. And also, I posted it on Instagram. I was like, look, man, this show. If you haven't binge watched the show, this is the show that's worth the binge watch. You're welcome for your quarantine time. Like this literally saved me from quarantine time. You know what I'm saying? So, with that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hopefully, you guys. Uh, stick with me. Hopefully tomorrow, I'm going to talk about Hollywood, this show. I'm going to talk about it. I got two episodes left, and it's only seven episodes in the season. So it's a very, very, it's actually a very quick watch. But uh, I just, I like to, I like to, you know, string out my shit. Because I once it's done, I'm, I normally don't come back to it. Like, I haven't came back to Game of Thrones yet. So with that, I want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Um, once again, where you can find a cruiser podcast is on YouTube, also on, um, Apple podcasts and really anywhere your podcast needs. That's where you can find the cruiser podcast. Also, uh, for updates of the cruising podcast and upcoming episodes, you, uh, go check out the Instagram, which is at cruising podcast, which is right behind me. That's how you spell it. Not backwards, but forwards. And, uh, <laughs> no, hold on. Not, not backwards, not not this way, but that, what the fuck ever. You know, that's how you spell Cruising Podcast, C-R-E-W-S-I-N Podcast. So, and that's where you can find me at on uh, Instagram, also at Nicetown Finest on Twitter. And with that, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And I'll catch you guys tomorrow for a special edition of the Cruising Podcast. 
talking about Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood. Deuces.